0: Hey everybody, Devin Boker here. This is The Wildlife. Last week, at the very beginning, I mentioned that I learned a new term. Um, Pantless Thunder Goose, in reference to an ostrich. And and I said I was never going back, and I'm still sticking to that. In fact, so not going back, that this week, we are talking about exactly that. We're talking about ostriches. See, last week on... Uh, Thursday, Bird's Day, I did a post about ostriches, about how cool they are, put up a picture on Instagram. That's where I got the whole Pantless Thunder Goose thing from to begin with. And largely I I did it because there's also this really cool um, research uh, that had been published about something that we'll get to in a moment here. But first, before before any of that, that, um, I want to thank Everyone who supports us on patreon.com slash the wildlife, I've said it before and I will say it again, we literally could not do this without you. We could not keep up the domain subscription or the subscription for our podcast host. Uh, We wouldn't be able to be available wherever you get your podcast. We wouldn't be able to come up with cool merch and uh, do what we're doing starting September 1st, which in case you haven't heard... We are going to be on a weekly release schedule every Friday, new podcast episodes. We have uh, sort of a, a theme layout. The details of that are on the website um, as well as the patreon site. Um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. know what I mean, know what I mean? Uh, in case you would like to uh, you know join our community as a supporter. And when you do, you get all kinds of cool merch. you get to submit questions to uh, future guests. you get to vote on topics. All kinds of super, super cool stuff, especially depending on which level you enter at. So, there's that. Thank you again for those of you who who are already doing that. One more thing: if you are listening right now, and I know you are because you're hearing this, if you are listening and you don't already follow us on social media, please do that. Um, you can follow me personally at well at. <laughs> Devin the Nature Guy on Instagram um, or at the wildlife.blog also on Instagram. That's kind of our our favorite one, our go to, just because it's more visual and stuff. Um, So, yeah, you can follow us there. Uh, And also, while you're doing that, you know what you might as well do? You might as well rate the podcast wherever you're listening to it. And you might as well, just saying, leave a review. Because when you do those kinds of things, not just listening, if you if you also take the time to rate it, leave a review, that sort of thing, that helps us to become more visible and kind of pop up there in the ranks of Science and Nature podcasts, of which there are many, but there's only one of us. So if you could do that, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much, and I will love you forever, and you are now my new best friend, and you should totally message me, and we can be friends. Okay. So like I said, last Thursday, Bird's Day, I did the thing about the ostrich. Shortly after, I posted about, oh, okay, which bird should I paint this week? Because I've been doing that thing with, you know, painting birds each week for Thursday, Bird's Day. And the overwhelming majority of people said ostrich. So, of course, I painted an ostrich, which I will be posting tomorrow, the 4th of July, which is also a Thursday. And uh, you can check it out then. Um, Granted, this will be like... Back in time, because you will be listening to this as soon as Friday. But that's okay. We now are going to bust some miss. We're going to bow down in awe. That's what we're going to do. We're going to learn something new about the big birds that look like emus. Rhyming, basically, the only reason for that last bit. And I, I don't regret it. A discovery hit the news last week of a flightless bird Three times the size of a modern ostrich that weighs as much as a freaking polar bear. That's insane. It roamed Europe 1.8 million years ago. Actually, at the same time that early hominids were, which is kind of astounding. They probably had a run in. We probably ate them. Or maybe they ate us. Probably not that. We probably ate them. That's kind of how it went back in the day with a lot of flightless birds. That's a subject for another time. Anyway, despite their enormous size the leg fossils, a femur actually that was discovered in a cave which was once an ancient hyena den, which is also pretty cool, uh, they indicate that it could still book it like no other, which is like insane con- considering the size. In the description of this episode, you can find the link to read that research paper. I highly recommend it, even if you are not a super into science enthusiast, uh, like at the level of reading research papers, you know, give it a shot, see what it's about, give it some practice. But today, we are here to talk about the current biggest bird outside of Sesame Street, the ostrich. All in all, ostriches themselves are pretty cool. Not only are they the fastest bipedals on Earth, reaching speeds of nearly 45 miles per hour, but they're also the largest extant, extant E X T A N T, meaning currently living, basically, birds. They get up to nine feet tall. For reference, Yao Ming, he is about seven and a half feet. Kevin Hart's 5'4", so you could basically think of Kevin Hart standing on the shoulders of another Kevin Hart, and they would just barely be taller than the tallest ostrich. These fellas look something out of Jurassic Park, especially if you've ever seen one up close, which isn't much of a stretch to say considering that the visual effects folks working on Jurassic World used ostrich movements as the basis for velociraptors running. I bet you will never look at that the same way again. Oh, and and since you're here anyway, listening, we're going to bust a myth. Ostriches do not actually bury their heads in the sand. That, That would be silly. That would be completely ridiculous. They'd still get eaten. They'd still get killed. And how evolutionarily would that trait then pass down if it's that silly? doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, just think about it. If, if your reaction to danger was to just bury your head in the sand, but then stay there, you're probably still going to get killed. Therefore, you're never going to meet the love of your life and pass on your genes and have little ostrich babies and, uh, continue on for generations. It's ridiculous. Ostriches belong to the family, uh, Struthionidae. There are actually two living species. There's the common ostrich, which, um, well, it's more common, uh, And the Somali ostrich, which is mostly in Somalia, as the name would indicate, and not nearly as common as the common ostrich. So the scientific name, genus and species, for the common ostrich is Strudio camelus. The camelus part is what initially got me interested. Granted, I normally pretty much always am kind of interested in what the Latin uh, scientific name of an animal means, um for example, today was Wildflower Wednesday and I posted a picture of a flower called blood root. And uh in that scientific name, um it has the the Latin word for uh blood, um which which is uh sang- sanguine? Sanguine Sanguinaria well the 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 flower is sanguinaria canadensis and I thought that was kind of interesting because it's called blood root. Um Also in Skyrim, the disease that causes vampirism is sanguinaire, vampiris, you know, kind of a cool thing. So anyway, strudio camelus. So I looked up the origins, and you're going to be very disappointed. Strudio means ostrich, literally, like that's what the the Latin word for ostrich was strudio, so nothing special there. And camelus means camel. So the scientific name for the common ostrich is ostrich camel. Some other fun facts. Ostriches mainly eat and prefer plants, but they also will eat reptiles and rodents and insects and snakes and small children. Maybe not children, but I had you there, didn't I? Also, ostriches don't biologically need to drink water. They do, but mostly because they can. I like to think of it as sort of a flaunting of status to other ostriches. Like, I don't need this, but look how cool and hydrated I am anyway. It's not what they're doing whatever. So where do they get their undrunk water? Well, from their food, obviously. I mean, where else? They don't just absorb it from the atmosphere. That would be pretty cool, but they don't. In an actual flaunting, the males have a very alluring dance that they do to win over the ladies. If by alluring, you mean ridiculous and incredibly awkward, I once had a video of it on YouTube, set to "Right There" by Chingy. You know, I like the way you do that. Right there, right there. Swing your hips when you walking You know, uh, so but I I don't have that there anymore. I took it down a few years back. It was amazing. Uh, but they they do this sort of thing where they drop down on their, not exactly on their knee, their sort of knee area, and then they put their wings out on the side and then they just kind of wobble back and forth. It's very, very hard to describe um, with just words. You kind of have to see it. So I guess, as a courtesy, I will put a link to a video of one doing that also in the description of this podcast. Speaking of reproduction, were we talking about reproduction? I think we were. Alluring, alluring dances that precurse reproduction. I will never forget the first time that I saw... A male ostrich, um, how do I put this nicely and yet scientifically and accurately, genitalia. It scarred me deeply, mostly because it caught me off guard completely. And for good reason. You see, at the time, this was before I knew this fun fact and knew more about ostriches and birds in general. You see, of the nearly 10,000 existing bird species, less than 3% of the males have penises. Most birds have what is called a cloaca. It's The, lat- the Latin root for cloaca uh, means sewer or drain, which is super gross in and of itself. It's basically the singular opening through which everything is done. In fact, most birds reproduce by doing something called a cloacal kiss, during which they sort of bump cloacas to pass along sperm to the egg. Ostriches, on the other hand, have what I like to call a butt tongue, because that's exactly what it looks like. It actually has a really interesting and extraordinary evolutionary history um, about like lymphatic pumps and things. It's, it's actually pretty cool. Um, if you'd like to read more about that in your free time, if you'd like to learn more about the ostrich penis, uh, you can do that. And yet again, another link in this podcast description. Once the deed is done, a nest is formed right on the ground where the female will lay some absolutely enormous eggs at nearly six inches and three pounds. One nest, or dump site as it is so lovingly called, can contain up to 60 of these humongous eggs. After nearly 60 days of incubation, the ostriches will hatch and begin their weird and wonderful journey of life for as long as 75 years. If you've never seen a baby ostrich, you haven't truly lived. They're incredibly adorable. I think it was Planet Earth Two that had a really good thing about ostriches. I think you should look it up. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's okay. But you can look up a video. Well, with that, um, I think this is uh, ado. It is time to go. It is time for me to leave. Actually, quite literally, um, leaving the closet yes closet in which i am recording um and then leaving with my family to go visit some other family for the fourth of july weekend so uh i understand you will be hearing this after fourth of july so telling you to have a good fourth of july um doesn't make a whole lot of sense so i hope you had a nice fourth of july and i hope you are enjoying the holiday weekend with your family that of course assuming you're here in america uh I'm assuming if you're elsewhere, you're probably not celebrating the 4th of July. Because, I mean, why would you? But. Okay. Bye.